Oh, hey, I'm so glad you jumped on here. I'm sharing something that I talked about in January 2020. When the year is starting, my friends and I get together. We go into a time of prayer and fasting to just ask God to lead us in the year, to receive energy, vision, strength, just to have God come first in January. At that time, when we met together before our fast, I, sh- I was feeling very strongly about purpose. I have gone through this whole process of seeking my purpose for quite some time. And in 2019, I went through some hard times that really shook me up and opened me up to living boldly for God. And when I started 2020, it felt like this is it. This is my opportunity to live out, to be bold, to do what God is telling me to do. And so when I was talking to everybody at that meeting, I was feeling all these purpose juices, all this conviction, all this direction about purpose. And at this point in my life, I'm feeling the same way. I'm feeling very strongly that we need to know our purpose. We need to walk in our purpose because 2020 is almost over. There's a lot that has happened, but God was already in 2020 before we were. So his plans never changed. Ours changed a lot because we didn't have a view of what the year would be. So purpose does not change depending on what we saw or didn't see. Purpose is solid. So I hope through this sharing, you will know or seek to know your purpose. It's not hidden. It's already in you. When God made you, he put it already in you. So I hope to help you with that, to help you realize your purpose, to help you understand the value you carry, to help you realize that his intentions for your year have not changed. And if you have lived the rest of the year being shaky, you know, being sure, I can assure you that God can do in three months, October, November, December, what you couldn't do the rest of the year. He can still achieve his purpose for the year through you, but you have to open up and be available to him. So I'm so excited for you to experience this sharing. As I listen to it, I'm getting blessed and reminded as well, because, hey, 2020 has been trying, but again, God's plan prevail. I hope you enjoy it. And do visit my website, www.onyourlane.mw. I have a course there called Find Your Purpose. Oh my goodness, it is amazing. It will help you. If you already know your purpose, it will help you unfold it, get clarity. If you don't know your purpose, it will guide you to your purpose. Again, it's not complicated. I spent a lot of time thinking it was complicated to know your purpose, but it is already there. There are a few steps you need to take to know it and be clear about it and to start acting on it. So go to my website, visit it and see what is there available and then check out what you can take and learn from. Do get in touch with me also if you have any questions. I love talking about these things and I'd love to support you. All right then, let's go to this episode. Hello. And welcome to my Lane Audio Experience. I am Mevisaina Kanjadza, and I am so excited to have you here. So excited. So here's the thing. I know that you know that God made you for a specific purpose. My hope is that through this podcast and everything that I share here, you'll be encouraged to take charge of your life and be uniquely you. Your purpose is your lane. And all I want to see you do is own your lane. Ready for today's episode? Are you sure? Let's do it.
So I'll be sharing from Jeremiah 1, verse 5 to 7. Not going to ask that we read it, but in essence it says, Before you were formed in the womb of your mother, I knew you. I set you apart. I called you to be a prophet to the nations. This was God calling Jeremiah. Jeremiah was about 17 years old at this time in his life. And this was his first encounter with God approaching him. And when God spoke to him like that, his response was, I am young. Basically, I'm young. You can't use me. It doesn't make sense. Then God said, no, I made you. I'll be with you. I'll guide you. And from that, I get the idea that God made us all for a purpose. Each one of us were specifically designed for God's purpose. Jeremiah, looking at who he was, looking at what he could do, looking at his limitations, his personality, looking at who were prophets at that time or who he knew were prophets, knew that he was falling short. And probably he was. Probably he was right. He had reasons. But God's assurance of Jeremiah was, before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you, I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. That means even at 17, God's real, God's um, purpose was still strong on Jeremiah. It was the same. When he was five, when he was 20, it never changed. The same thing with our lives. I like to ask us, do we know our purpose? This is a new year. We make resolutions, we make plans, we're starting with fasting, we're seeking God. But are we clear? Because here we see that God didn't give Jeremiah like, okay, see, so this is the option. In Israel, you can become a prophet to the nations, or you can become a prophet to your neighborhood, or you can also just become a priest, or you can become this. But God said, no, before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you and set you apart to be, right? So we are all called here for a specific purpose. And because we are born in this world, and it's a, it's a sinful world. Our parents sometimes take out their ambitions and put them on us. And they shape us to be, you'll be a great doctor. You'll be a great doctor. And we grow up and think, well, my purpose is to be a doctor. You're right? So because of that kind of space, that's why Jeremiah was able to say, no, I'm too young. Because he knew that there are definitions, there are limitations that are put on who can save God as a prophet. And he didn't meet those limitations. And now here, I'm here to ask you, apart from everything we have achieved in our, in our lives, everything that we know we're pursuing, are we sure, are we in line, aligned to what God made us for? Because we can live good lives, guys. We can live amazing lives. We can achieve our goals this year. But if we're achieving in areas that are not important to God, if we're winning trophies on what doesn't matter to God, then it's pointless. We can make money. We can be known. We can have great families. We can pray. But are we living our purpose? Just a hint. Our purpose is never average. I know sometimes we're like, well, I just want, it's just me, I don't want much. I just want this and that. Is that what God wants for you? When Jeremiah was called, I said, he said to the nations, I'm calling you to the nations. That was scary, right? So every time God calls us, he'll stretch us. His purpose for our lives will be ridiculously crazy. It'll be like, okay, God, what if, what if we turn it down to this? What if we make it this way because this is sensible? But God, when he calls us, he calls us out of our comfort zones. He calls us out of the norms of our societies. He calls us out of what we have, we have seen 
you know, you have never seen a 17-year-old prophet who has never gone outside of his neighborhood going to the nations. But that's what God was calling uh, Jeremiah for. As much as it could be scary, though, the comfort is in the fact that that is how God designed Jeremiah. God, when he was making him, when he was molding him, his looks, his voice, his mannerism, whatever he put in him, his DNA was that for over prophet. So as much as our purpose, as God reveals it to us, or our hidden dreams and desires, those ones we can't maybe voice out or we have shed away or we are not clear on, those ones, when God made us, he was making us for those specific things. So God is specific. He'll say, I've called you to be. No options. The world gives us the options. Like, you know what? You can be, you can be, you can be. But with God, it's specific and he's intentional. Now, that may be like, whoa, that's like, okay. Is that one purpose and I have to search for it? No, the cool thing is God made us with it already. So we don't have to go anywhere or go somewhere to find it. The purpose is already in us. And that's what the Holy Spirit in our lives is for. He will teach us all things. He will draw us towards that very purpose. If we don't quench him, if we don't silence him. So I was thinking, okay, how, how do we get to that place where we're clear about our purpose? The first, not the first, the thing I see a lot in the Bible that directs us to God's will, which is God's purpose for our lives, is mind renewal. The mind is a powerful tool that God has given us. Everything that we see, do, or become starts from the mind. You know, it starts from the mind. And God says in his word, Romans 12, verse 1 to 2, he says, Do not be conformed to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you will know God's will, his good and perfect will. I've paraphrased it. But that's in essence what it says. What should we do? Be renewed in our minds. What happens when we renew our minds? We know his perfect will. But what shouldn't we do? Be conformed to the standards of this world. You see, the world wants to put everyone in a box. Everybody. We have to fit somewhere. Who are you? You know, when you meet somebody, you ask, what do you do? When they say something that we have never heard, we're like, so what is that about? Like, you want to put somebody, you want to understand somebody, you want to put them in a box. And so we are raised and we live in a world where we, we like our boxes. We like to feel defined. We like our certainty, our lines that we draw. But God says, do not be conformed to that. Do not be conformed to what's comfortable. Do not be conformed to what makes sense. Do not be conformed to the logic of the world. Be transformed. So he, he already assumed that when we get to this point where we have received this word, we have already conformed to some things. So we should look at our lives and see which areas have we conformed. Where we can just easily fit in and nobody will even identify us as a Christian or a child of God. Where when everybody's worried about the economy, things are falling apart. We're like, yes, they're falling apart. Oh my goodness, we need a better president. We're all complaining. We have no solutions. We have conformed to the standards of this world. But God says, be renewed. Be renewed. Renewal is not, it sounds nice, but it's not a comfortable process. It's like you're shedding off some things and putting on some other things. Like I was thinking, my dentist was telling me that my teeth, uh, uh, my gums were hurting because I was brushing wrongly. So you don't brush side to side. You have to brush up and down. That's what's good for you. But when he told me that, I was so awkward. I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I was like, I want to go back to this. But he told me that I was hurting my gums. And before, and if I keep doing it, I'll have like bleeding gums or something. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to train myself to do the right. The right thing was awkward, but it was the right thing. I was used to side to side. I grew up doing side to side. So it just feels right. So when I am mindless, when I'm just doing things normally, what, I, what do I do? I just brush like that. Then I remember, oh, 
up, down, up, down. Now I've done it for about four weeks, amused. It doesn't feel awkward anymore. And that's what this verse says. Growing up to here, you have been doing things a certain way. You have been living a certain way. You are conformed, you fit. But there is a better way, the right way. And that will feel awkward. It will be painful. There are some friends who have to shed off and that's never nice. There are some habits, like maybe waking up in the morning to spend time with God, that will not just be cool. But what are we doing? We are being renewed. Why are we being renewed? So that we achieve the purpose. Because we don't want to conform and live to the end of our lives, get to heaven because we are saved and God says, ah, I had this life planned out for you. And you're like, what? Really? That was amazing. Why didn't I live that? Because you were fitting in. You received Jesus. You accepted him. So you received salvation by grace. But you never went outside of your comfort zone to walk in everything that God has called you to. So number one, let's be renewed by, by our minds. By, let's be renewed in our minds. And I love Colossians 3 verse 1. I'm saying these verses by heart. I'm sure, I hope they are right. Colossians 3 verse 1, where it says, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind. Again, it's your mind. What does set mean? That means you're putting something. That means it drifts away, right? So when you go into your normal, or I don't know if you have had this scenario where you're driving, you're going, uh, for example, I was going, I was going to drop my son at school in area three, but I'm used to going to Gateway. So instead of going past Gateway to area three, I'm now I'm, I'm at Gateway. I'm like, oh, sh I'm going to drop my son. Why? This is where my mind has been set. So setting your mind on heaven means, oh, oh your mind is going away. Bring it back. Bring it back. Most of us think thoughts. Our mind is busy meditating and practicing things that are contrary to God's will. We're practicing them. We're practicing anger. You're like, how could they? How could they? They did that? I'm going to tell them this. I'm going to answer them this. How could they say that? Or I am just worthless. How could I make that mistake? Ah, I suck. I just, I'm dumb. Over and over practicing things. God says, set your mind. Now you're renewing your mind. You have to catch your mind and say, hey, 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 hey. God's word. What does it say about me? He says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You're feeling weak. You're feeling tired. What does God say? You can do all things. I can do all things. I've got the strength for this. Right? So you will see that all these things that we're setting our minds on, they're scripture. They're in God's word. So mind renewal means we're spending time with God. Whatever we feed will grow. And so it's always been interesting for me because in the past I used to struggle, say I don't know God's voice, I can't hear him. And then I got this question in my head, which I believe the Holy Spirit was asking. It's like, okay, so what do you spend your day doing? You know, I spend my day living life. Then I, sometimes I remember, oh God, thank you for this. Then I go back to my normal. I'm not setting my mind on anything. Then I'm, I'm wondering why I can't hear God's voice. I can't hear him because my mind is not set on that. But I can hear my husband's voice. I can hear voices of worry and fear in my head. I know those voices. I relate to those voices. Why? I set my mind. I hang out with those voices. I feed my worries sometimes. I sit down and talk about the way things are, the way marriages are hard. This one's marriage failed. <gasps> really? That one's marriage? That one? We're talking about that all day. And then you're wondering why at night you're scared about your marriage failing. You set your mind on failed marriages. Right? So... As we're setting our minds, we have to be careful what we're feeding our minds. If we are feeding God, um, the Holy Spirit in our body, our spirits are being fed, what happens is our spirit will grow. So when our mind is drifting away, it goes back, it sets itself. You're like, uh-uh, no. 
because you're drowning out the lies of the devil in our lives. So practical ways on how we can renew our minds and set our minds on heavenly things is one, what do we listen to? What are we listening to, guys? From morning to evening, there are so many downtime when we, our minds are not active. Sometimes we're listening to music, radio, we're watching TV, whatever it is, or listening to people talking. What is it we're listening to? Let's, let's tune into that. If we're listening to, like I said, fear, doubt, um, jealousy, comparisons, whatever it is that we're hearing, because everything that we're hearing is planting seeds in our lives. So we're going to harvest at some point, and you'll be surprised. Why am I harvesting fear? I can't sleep. I wake up at night with fears. You were feeding those fears. They don't come from nowhere. So what are we listening to? What I do is, for me, I download podcasts, sermons, so many things. And after I realized that my fears were taking charge of my life and keeping me in a prison in my mind, I just would play that. So I would hear God's word all day. Sometimes I'm listening to it, sometimes I'm not, but my mind is absorbing it. And sometimes I wonder, ah, I'm, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't angry in that place. Why wasn't I angry? But because the word of God was speaking to me, has been speaking to me and addressing me and showing me. So you have to be intentional about what you listen to. Don't just say, well, my friends were talking about that. So I just, I didn't comment, but I just sat there. No, you can either change the subject or walk away. You know, if you can't walk away, put headsets on, do whatever you can. You need to guard that mind because that's fertile ground. The seeds will grow. And we will be surprised when we're harvesting. Where did this come from? You let it in. So what are you listening to? What are you speaking? You know, we have power with our words. We are made in the image of God. God created the whole world with word. So we are also powerful beings we can create. And that's why God says in his word, you are saved. That's Romans 12, Romans 1. I'm not sure. But it says, saved first by believing in our hearts and declaring with our mouth. Right? Why should we declare? Why can't we just believe in our hearts and say, okay, I'm saved in my heart? Because there is power in what we declare. We're letting the world know. We're surrounded by a spiritual world, guys. When we declare things with our mouths, we are letting everybody know. Our angels are hearing us. The devil and his demons are hearing us. They're like, okay, what are you saying? When you say something that disempowers you, you are giving them a little window. They say, eh, let's get in here. So we'll ruin her marriage, we'll ruin her work, we'll ruin everything. Let's just have a small window. So... What are we speaking? Let's also be intentional. When we fill our minds with the right things, it's easier to speak the right things. But I found myself sometimes I'm joking about the wrong things. When I'm speaking intentionally, I'm speaking life. Ah, yes, yes. But then when this joke is like, hey, well, people are forever. Hey, in this country, Malawians, they're never going to go far. But I'm a Malawian. I want to go far. And I'm declaring these things. But we're calling them jokes. The spirit world doesn't know jokes. It hears in your word, your declaration. Hey, I'm just going to be fat forever, guys. It's just the way it is. It's hearing you, and it's like, let's make it happen. You are enforcing it. So let's be consistent about our jokes, about what we're saying. We can laugh about things that are, hey, I'll, 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 I'll be healed, guys. I'll have a lot of hair. I, I, I've been having, I had been having struggles with my hair. So I'll joke about being bold. But I'm praying to God so that my hair can grow, you know? So I'm conflicting myself, and I'm slowing myself down and destroying my very faith. So let's be consistent about what we're speaking. And then our actions. We can speak it, we can listen to things, we can think the right things, but it all has to come back to our lifestyle. How are we living? So after all this is done, we have to make the right choices. If that means 
during the day or when you're on holiday, you're not just sitting on a couch and mindlessly going on Facebook or just mindlessly watching TV or just sitting there talking, mind, whatever. You, you are making conscious choices. I know God's word. I'm speaking God's word. Now let me do it. I'm going to switch that channel off and I'm going to walk away and pray. Or I'm going to switch that off and change it to something else, edifying. Or I'm going to call that friend and encourage them. I'm going to pray for this, whatever. You are, your actions are being aligned. I'm not saying we'll be perfect, but as we seek God, he says he meets us there, right? If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. And so I'm saying we are saved by grace. God has a purpose for our lives, but he has given us things that will take us to secret, deep places with him. And those are our business. If we want more of God, we're going to make adjustments. And he empowers us for that. The Bible actually says he gives us the power to will and act. So even the desire for us for him is his work. And then the, the power to act is his work. What do we do? We just go like, God, okay, I need you to help me here. Okay, I am failing here. How can I sort this out? It's amazing that when you ask God for help, he shows up. When we don't ask for him, he's a gentleman. He says, behold, I stand on the door and knock. If you hear me, let me in, then we'll eat together. Amen. All right, so that was all I had to share. Thank you for joining me here on my Lane Audio Experience. Be sure to subscribe and share. And I can't wait to hang out again soon. All right? Okay. Bye-bye.